Hello, and welcome to the Scholars and Dollars podcast. My name is Jaren Harrison, and I'm here with a special co-host of mine. I wanted to introduce uh, Miss Melinda Milbauer. I'll let her tell you more about herself in just a minute. Um, but we're glad to have you listening today, and I want to introduce myself more in depth. My name is Jaren Harrison, as I mentioned before, and I am um, a educational consultant, school counselor, um, coach and all the things and all of the above and I want to make sure that uh, you know that we're just here to help Um, I think this podcast was designed to kind of help you get to your to your next destination your goals your life after high school um, and even you know life after college you know future plans and so I'll let my co-host introduce herself good well hello Uh, my name is Melinda Milbauer most people call me Miss M I, too, am an educator. I'm also the founder of PACE Scholarship Academy. Um, Started this program in 2016 after my oldest daughter graduated from high school with 63 scholarships and 13 full rides. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And and we started this program. It really got popular once we went on social media. Um, And from there, we kind of expanded into boot camps and workshops and um, scholarship and college fairs. So um, we feel that we have a lot of information that we want to share, um, not only with those seniors, but for those parents, students and educators in elementary, middle, um, high school, college and beyond. Excellent, excellent. So tell us a little bit about the 63 scholarships and how did you decide that you were going to be that parent? Oh, goodness. Well, (laughs) okay, so back it up before um, she entered high school, um, working with my church members and um, my students um, at my first high school, my first um, um, employment as as a counselor, we just started um, working on scholarships, and I started building um, like a portfolio of scholarships, um, working with my brother and sister, who are twins. Um, my brother has cerebral palsy, um, top 20 of his class. Um, but again, we knew that there were different scholarships that were available for students um, in many categories. And so we just started building this binder and portfolio of scholarships. And then um, we moved on to helping her when she entered, um, and I just lost my train of thought. Y'all know that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Come on back. It's fine. (laughs) Um, And we um, started this process when she was as early as middle school, and so that's why we encourage students to to start during that time, and then 9th, 10th, and 11th grade. Um, We continue to work with the scholarships during that time. Excellent. So, um, but she didn't just do scholarships all the time. And so that's yeah. something that's important about her as well. Right. She, uh, we made sure that she was a well-rounded student. Um, she would volunteer in her school and in her community, um, join multiple clubs and organizations as well. Um, she also played a sport. Uh, realistically, of course, we knew that um, sports was not going to help her get a full ride um, to college. And, of course, you know, you know more mm-hmm. about that, you know, working with NCAA. Yeah, so... You knew that you wanted a full ride and you Mm -hmm. committed to that early. Yes, um, early. Yes. So I think one of the things that I often tell students that, you know, say they want to get a full ride and try Mm -hmm. to make that decision, um, like going into the senior year. Mm -hmm. And it's it's difficult to start then. It's very difficult. Uh, We try to encourage students to start in eighth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade um, to start preparing. And I always say that, that preparation is the key. Um, to um, success through the scholarship journey. Um, You know, if you're better prepared with creating a resume, um, you know, having those scholarship interview skills, knowing how to write winning scholarship essays, 
that will um, make a student more comfortable, to be honest, um, going through that scholarship journey. So when you when she graduated and y'all had 63 scholarships <laughs> and 13 full rides, how did you decide um, what school was going to be best good. for her? That's a good question. So, and I'm not going to name the school, but um, originally we thought that she was going to go to one particular school, which was a private school. Um, but those schools have rules and regulations right. and how you can use um, the scholarship money. And I encourage parents to do your research early uh, when it comes to making those final decisions um, for schools. Because some schools will say, you know, if you're going to the honors college, um, even though you bring in all these additional outside scholarships, you um, they have the right to absorb that money. Right. Uh, most parents don't realize that. Um, so um, knowing the difference between those public and private schools and their rules and regulations, that helped us determine um, that she was going to attend Francis Marion okay. University. Excellent. Um, so I know a lot of students are attending Francis Marion. I will mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Um, you know, for people who are local to South Carolina, that Francis Marion is one of the most affordable, if not the most affordable um, university in the state mm-hmm. right now. And they have a tuition freeze right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, now is the time if you're looking. I'm always tell people to consider it. It's small. Yes. But, um, you know, one of the parts of, you know, looking for that full ride is to look at what the best option is. It's a combination of things. It's not just one lump scholarship, which is what I think some students believe. Right. And it's about putting those scholarship packages together. Right. Um, you know, they have the McNair scholarship, for example, that does offer a full ride. But, um, you know, some of these schools have the institutional funds that are available. Um, they may have alumni scholarships that are available. And then you can look at those private um, scholarships that are available um, for students as well. So of the 63, you know, I think a lot of people like to aim for those huge, huge, huge scholarships. They want all the big scholarships, and they want them now. Yeah, Uh, and they're different. You know, that's something else that we teach in our programs, knowing the difference between um, national, state, local-level scholarships. Of course, national means, you know, your competition is pretty much everyone across the country. Right. Um, Public school, private school, homeschool, charter school students, as long as they meet the um, eligibility requirements, right. um, they can apply for those scholarships, you know, like your Coca-Cola scholarship. Right. Um, you know, typically um, that scholarship is open the 1st of September and it always closes um, October 31st no matter every what. year, no matter what. Um, yep. And that's the and that's just the first round. Of and the, there's a lot with that scholarship. Yes. And actually when um, Chanel won that scholarship, that year, close to 300,000 students applied um, for wow. that scholarship. And then they go through the different rounds. And then um, during that time, I think they ended up selecting like 250 students wow. um, for that scholarship. Um, they are looking for well-rounded students. That's really where I got the idea for the success resume. Okay, um, They're looking for students who've done um, community service, um, who can interview well, who um, can really... Um, craft those really great essays not just one essay there were five essays right um, so you have to be prepared early for a scholarship like that yeah um, and then the money the amount was between ten thousand to twenty five thousand right yeah. so you're thinking five essays yep ten thousand dollars yep three hundred thousand <laughs> people are applying yep. as well mm-hmm. and the work has to be done and the majority of students won't get the scholarship correct as a counselor, I think one of the things that is a challenge for me, and you know this challenge, um, a lot of people want something for nothing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people right. are like, I'm not doing all that right. for this. Right. You know, and because you think $10,000 is a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. School costs twenty five, thirty thousand $30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do all this for $10,000. That's not enough. Right. Um, right. That's too many essays. What if I don't get it? Right. 
And I think we're, um, I think working with students, we're in a constant battle with them mm-hmm. about these things. They don't even want to do the things that they're supposed to do. <laughs> so with school. So then we're like, well, in order to get this scholarship, you have to write this essay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say to students or what do you say to parents mm-hmm. first? Um, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Early. Um, start having that conversation before um, your child is in their senior year. Um, you know, realistically talk about the cost um, right. of school. Um, again, you know, another example of a school, We there was a school that um, they charged, I think, you know, a little over 50000 a year. Um, you know, this particular student was going to receive 17000 a year. That was their presidential scholarship. That's right. the top scholarship that they can, you know, can win for that particular school. And the parent was excited. And I'm thinking, well, how are you going to pay, you know, for the rest of your single parent? You have four kids. You know, realistically, how are you going to be able to afford that? And your child is not willing to apply right. um, for scholarships. So having that realistic conversation early. I think a lot of parents don't like to tell their kids no either. Mm, so right? <laughs> so I think uh, you know, from my experience, you know, you have a child who wants to go all these different places, got mm-hmm. all these dreams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the reality of it is it's just not a realistic mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. And the parents haven't had that difficult conversation. Right. A lot of times that conversation isn't had until the end and of senior until year. It's too late. The, when the bill the award, comes. When the, they, love, they love us yeah. when the bill comes. <laughs> when the war letters come out and you still owe, you know, your unmet need, you know, is, you know, 20, 25,000. Yeah. That's really where we get the most um, the the messages. My inbox, um, you know, they'll DM me like they're, you know, they're panicking now. Right. How am I going to get my child to this school? Especially if you're in a particular state and you're going out of state. Absolutely. You know, how are we going to meet this? Um, and I've and it's sad to say that, you know, we'll we'll tell the kids, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's going to be a good fit for you. Yes, but they still want to go. And they have to learn that hard lesson and oh, they end up having to come you know, back. I, I am okay with being the bearer of bad news <laughs> because I, I try to balance it, try to give them more good news and bad news. But mm-hmm. sometimes somebody's got to say it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, one of the things I think people look at us sometimes like the bad guy because, uh, you know, it's not that your kid can't. Right, right. You know, it's just not a good option. Mm-hmm. Not um, we good want option. we want them to be able to go and finish. Mm-hmm. Not just go. Yep. And I think one of the things. When we is, say get them to, but get them through. Get them yeah, through. Yeah, we want to get them through. You know, mm-hmm. so the goal is not for them you to be able to figure out how to make, find $20,000 their their first year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The goal is for you to be able to sustain that over the course of time. And Correct. so I think a lot of people think, okay, well, you know, I'll just take out loans. Right. Well, I think people have missed that the loans, I mean, with the Pell Grant, you know, you're still maxing out on the amount of loans you can actually take out per semester. Right. Um. So it's not what people think, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you have a $30,000 bill, mm-hmm. that might even be after uh, your financial aid or um, loans or grants have gone in. sometimes the loans aren't enough. No, the, the, loans, not, yeah. the loans, they aren't enough. Right. You know, and so I've had some conversations over the past month. Um, <laughs> of course, when the bill comes in April, then everybody's panicking. <laughs> so, you know, people messaging like, oh, can we talk? Can we meet? Uh, you know, what scholarships are out there? Right. It's like, you know. Here we are in the summer, mm-hmm. and uh, the scholarships are there. So the scholarships, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm sending them scholarships. I'm tagging them. Right. Do this. They're like, well, that's only $500. That's only $1,000. Yeah, I know. Right. You, you missed it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you, but, you know, $500 is $500 more than you had. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things about the local scholarships. 
or the scholarships right now that people can be applying for. I think people are missing it that mm-hmm. are preparing to go to college. There's still scholarships out there yeah. and the deadlines are still coming up. Right. I think there's a couple at the end of this month yeah. and, and, you know, people are just missing them because they're in the zone. Now they've accepted that. We, we still have students that are, are getting announcements. Right. And I had a perfect example. I had a student today that uh, received a phone call that he won a $500 scholarship right. that he applied for, I think in January. Right. Um, he honestly told the, the guy he forgot about applying because he's been applying for so many. So mm-hmm. they're still coming out. Um, one thing I always say that there's no season for scholarships. Right. They are literally available pretty much every day. That's probably the, the number one question that I get. Mm-hmm. When should I start looking for scholarships? You right. know, when when do they post scholarships? Mm-hmm. When can we do that? And year like round, said, year round, yeah. To just keep looking. Yes. Um, you know, I think one of the questions in one of the groups I see is like where can we find scholarships? And I was like, I can't, or they say, I can't find any scholarships. Uh, I'm like, I can't believe you said that. Right. Because if you just Google and type scholarship, then some scholarship is coming up. Right. Now you may not meet the qualifications for that. The first one you find, but you know, there's scholarships out there. There are people who want to give away money. Mm -hmm. There are people who need to give away money. Um, they're there, writing are, it there off. are organizations that are now extending their deadlines. And when I see things like that, that deadline extended, like okay, they didn't. No one applied, or maybe only one or two people. Yeah, applied. So it's red flags like that. So when I see that, I make sure I'm sending that out. Absolutely. You know, to the students again. Yeah. Well, I tell them this. You know, oh, I, you know, I get one. I sent one out. They were like, I don't want to write that essay. That's boring. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how many fun essays that you usually write. So, I mean, what part of writing an essay in the summer right. is fun? It, right. w- if it was about anything, it could have been about going to the beach, but right. it's not necessarily fun. Mm-hmm. It's taking the time to do what you have to do. Um, and how much do you want scholarship money? Mm-hmm. Um, I got a call from a parent two weeks ago, and they said, "Oh, I can't make him apply for any." Well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know, what to, All <laughs> don't know what to tell you. All the time, all the time. Well, like I said, have the conversation early. You have to have it early. Um, I had a student argue with his parent before a boot camp mm-hmm. one time, and said, uh, "You know, you make uh, fifty-eight thousand dollars a year at your job, and only cost thirty to go to Winthrop." <laughs> And I, I see two other kids in the car, you know, and I'm like, and she's looking at me and I'm, I'm like, no, nope, that's your conversation, yeah. you know, they have with your child. But, you know, do they understand, you know, that 50 plus, you know, there's FICA, there's, you know, oh, yeah. like, he doesn't I don't understand think they that, understand you know? that part. And there's yeah. not, it's probably not enough personal finance, right. financial fit courses are right. in the state that kids are you know required to mm-hmm. take. But I don't think they understand no. the cost or salary no. or what that looks like. Right. Um, you know, it's just not subtracting that 30 from 58. Right. That's not it. That's not how it And, works. you know, the audacity, because <laughs> I don't even think I knew how much money my mom made when I was in school. Right, so I, right. we just knew we were making it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I had a student, um, you know, with the same kind of idea. And I just try to explain to the parent, like, you know, I don't know if you've had the real conversation. But the real conversation is you're emailing me saying, he needs to apply for scholarships mm-hmm. and you know, they haven't applied for any. Right. Then I say, Hey, here's a scholarship. They're like, Oh no, we got it. Right. Right. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, there's some mis- mixed messages happening. At there's, home. And there's also as a counselor, you're also a counselor. I, I think they are expecting school counselors to, to do it as well. Um, yeah. Even our program, that's not what we do. I think people assume that I'm doing one-on-one. I'm holding the hand. I, we don't do that. You yeah. know, it's just, it's, uh, we're teaching them, you know, the skills that they need is, you know, as they say, you know, we'll, we'll teach you how to fish, right. you know. 
Um, and that's the whole purpose of the program, how you can realistically do this at home. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to you're not going to have your counselor to sit with you while you're just not realistic. It's not realistic. Yeah. And I remember when we first met, you said, Harrison, you know, <laughs> you're going to be doing those individuals. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, I can't wait to work with them. Right, and then right, I, right. two years into that, I was yeah. like, you know, I don't do those anymore. No. Mm -mm. Because, you know, even with the college admissions process, it's the same idea, which we'll get into more, mm -hmm. you know, in episodes later. But it's just like, you know, you have to be able to have some accountability. You have mm -hmm. to be able to make a schedule. You have to be able to stick to it. Mm -hmm. And the scholarship journey, just like the college admissions journey, is not a one-man journey. It isn't. No. You know, so if you... You know, for those to those people out there who are like, well, I can't get them to do any scholarships. I guess the biggest thing would be, you know, uh, who's paying. Right. So, right. you know, do you still pay if he doesn't do any scholarships? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I try to tell parents, you know, you know, even assisting most people want to know what does that look like? Right. I'm not saying for a parent to write their essays or, you know, you, you can't go on the scholarship interviews with them. You can't do the community service. Right. But. Um, you know, helping them fill out the application name, address, phone number, fine. But, you know, sending them to workshops or, you know, programs like Trio or making sure if you go to a gear up, you right. know, workshop, there's there's a lot of resources yeah. that are available, even through your church or community organizations. That Taking them to visit, spending, on, spending Saturdays going to visit, mm -hmm. spending Saturday driving them to yep. a program, you know, Putting twenty five dollars toward right. this, right. buying stamps, um, buying a printer, mm -hmm. those things really go toward it. So you're not doing it for them, parents, right. um, you know, or other counselors and stuff. You're not doing it for them. You're mm -hmm. just providing an opportunity, right? Um, you know, when I started working with students on scholarships, I think people, you know, I have some. I pull out scholarships, put them in a folder. Mm -hmm. Here's your folder, right? You know, bring me back scholarships, okay. complete it, right? You know, and I had somebody say, "Well, you you're just handing it to them." Mm -hmm. Well, yes, yeah, to a certain extent, because right. it's not, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, and just like us deciding to do a show, um, a podcast show, how can we get the information out there? Because obviously it's getting muddy somewhere with some mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. um, and there are students who need to know and they need a little bit more. And that's just with equity and those things. You're just trying to be like, you're trying to put it right in front of you. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. But, you know, every school, your school, my school, every right. school has a website. A lot of schools have scholarship listings. Mm -hmm. They're updated. Yeah. A lot of them update through PACE. I know my school, we up we update through based on what's put on PACE um, right. Scholarship Academy. We use the book. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage counselors out there to get the book. Keep it as a resource in your office. Um, it'll help you kind of navigate. It doesn't tell you exactly every, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I think people want you to you have links in there and go straight to scholarship. Right. That's not right. what's what's there. Right. Um, but the work can happen because, you know, those dates, those deadlines mm -hmm. are, are right around that mm -hmm. area. You can make phone calls. You can say, are you still doing this scholarship and those things? And those people want to give that money away. Yeah. Um, uh, we still use our, our, for my 11th grader, um, we still use our 2016 right. book because my notes are in there. Um, it's the same, you know, the name of the scholarship. Right. Pretty much local and state level. They typically, you know, have their deadlines the same time you know of year you know january through may is that hot time for right. those local and state level scholarships so even for parents listening um you know they're they're the national level we we were talking about that but also those state and local level scholarships that particular hot season is typically if you agree you know yeah, january absolutely. to may even june um for some of those scholarships so again parents you know first of all find out how your school, yeah. you know, um, will, you know, advertise this information right. to 
um, the students. I think that's important because, you know, most schools have like Schoology or Google Classroom. Right. I get that question all the time. And parents don't have access. Right. But you can't. You know, I can pull up on my desktop right now. You know, my three kids, their Google Classroom because it's already up there. A parent said, well, my child told me I can't be in Google Classroom the same time she is. (laughs) Parents, that is not true. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That is not true. Yeah. Um, Multiple people can be in that that particular Google Classroom. So, you know, some of the schools, how do you put your So our information is on Schoology. Okay. And then we have um, information that is basically, you know, we have QR codes around mm-hmm, campus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a link directly to our um, our Google Drive. Okay. Um, we upload the, you know, we update the Google Doc. Mm-hmm. We delete as deadlines come and we put them back as they go. So we kind of keep the document rolling. Right. And, you know, the, the the fastest way to do that for counselors and parents is that, you know, every year the same scholarships are being offered. Mm-hmm. So you keep the document yep. and update the dates. And so it's not as tedious as you might think. Also, you know, you can look on other schools' uh, websites. Do there's no the there's no rule. <laughs> you know, I had a I student that said, my school doesn't have any scholarships mm-hmm. posted. I'm like, well, go look at my school. Correct. <laughs> it's okay. Correct. So Correct. just go and um, take advantage of what you have in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, take advantage, you know, of, you know, if there's, if there's, Paper documents. If you're better at paper, then print out the whole thing. Binders. Keep them in the binders. Yeah. The cheap protectors. Um, that's just, uh, you know, in ninth grade, um, when the seniors were coming up, I would have um, access right. to the senior classroom. I would ask, you know, they're going to either say yes or no. So I would ask the school um, counselor, can we get access to the senior classroom? Right. And we would, we would start early when mm-hmm. Jordan was in ninth grade. And now as we're looking each year, it's the same scholarships, local right. and state level, that are awarded um, each year. Some of them even with the same essay topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think um, I'd maybe 30% might change the topic. Right. If right. 30% of them are actually right. changing the topic. You know, it may be just a little bit, you know, right. maybe what has community service meant to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, what do you do for community service? Exactly. And so a lot of the times the scholarships are looking for the same kind of ideas. And so, um, you know, as we go in, we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, how to, how to you know, succeed in that scholarship hunt. But really... Mm-hmm. Today we want to give you an overview about, you know, where you can go look. I mean, we Mm -hmm. have several resources that are out there, and we work together. Um, Counselors from different schools work together. Mm -hmm. So do not tell your, you know, when your kid says, well, there's no scholarships posted. Well, school up the street may have a scholarship posted, random high school that you may have heard of. And the applications. There's one school, I'm not going to call them out, but they do a great job (laughs) uploading the application. And I'll download it, and I'll share it to, you know, my school and and so that's how we work yeah. um, with that as well. well yeah. We're not hiding the money. No. And nobody nope. nobody is, and everybody wants the students to have it. But right. it is discouraging when you see scholarship um, organizations say that they didn't get any applicants or only got one or two one. applicants. Mm-hmm. Um, and even sometimes when they get one or two applicants, those applicants didn't follow the instructions mm-hmm. or what have you. And that's something that parents and guardians and, and those people who are supporting the students can help with. So yes. they're always like, you know, what can you help with? Well, you can definitely help. Is making sure their schedule stays. And even if it's a notification in your phone of like, oh, that scholarship's due, you're not necessarily saying, okay, I, I, I'm going to do it for you, but you're saying, you know, you can always have a reminder form. And that's mm-hmm. just the, the village, right? So you yeah. need a, a village to help, you know, through this process because the village will have to pay. Right. So you want to make sure Correct. that you <laughs> have to make sure that you are helping as much as possible because definitely, definitely something that we see is that, you know, at the end, April, mm-hmm. probably the end of March, April, you know, they're like, oh, well, I didn't know it cost this much. And it's like, well, you know, why didn't you know that? Right. 
with the students I work with today, you know, today mm-hmm. we went into, you know, we, we, went, we got down to the nitty gritty. You know, it is hard to find out how much school cost online. If you, mm-hmm. if you are not savvy, savvy. Mm-hmm. um, to, to look to the you know you know name of the school but tuition or fee schedule right you, you don't know to type in those keywords yep yeah they, you you'll get lost and so I had <laughs> I did a test with students 10th through 12th grade today and you know we were <laughs> trying to figure out how much I'm like well how much does it cost right and then you know it's like well this it says this for tuition a semester mm-hmm. and then it says this for you know room my, my my room if I get this room it costs this much then it's this much for the board mm-hmm. and I said well is board required What's board? You know, a lot right. of questions they aren't questions. thinking about. And these are kids who are going to college in the next year or so. So you want to make sure that you're getting those questions answered. So taking advantage of workshops, mm-hmm. boot camps, um, you know, which I'll have Mobile tell you a little bit more about boot camps, just in what that means because she's referred to it um, for those of you who are new to the <laughs> to the academy. Uh, what, what are your boot camps like? Um, so uh, our popular boot camps are the extreme boot camps, and we – um, break down the entire scholarship process from where to how to prepare, search, apply, and then win scholarships. Uh, we even talk about, you know, what's the difference between renewable and non-renewable scholarships. Right. Um, that's big. Um, and we'll talk about that um, in the future. But um, we also talk about how to set up your binder and and who to request um, recommendation letters from. That's important. Right. Um, as well and then we show them you know different clubs and organizations um, national state and local level that not only you can be a member but in your senior year you can probably apply for scholarships right national honor society is one of those um, organizations they just announced their um, national winner he won twenty five thousand dollars wow okay Um, they gave away 400 scholarships from 3200 all the way to twenty five thousand. wow so not only are you a part of this organization but now you can get you know you're rewarded for it um, as well so uh, we we show about clubs and organizations we show you know different scholarships national state um, local level scholarships and even knowing the difference between weighted and unweighted GPA, <laughs> yeah. uh, because that can also disqualify you right. for a scholarship. Perfect example, Gate Scholarship mm-hmm. says that you have to have a 3.3 on the 4.0 scale. Right. And I don't know if you experienced that, but we have a lot of students that, you know, they hear about Gates. Let me go ahead because that is a full ride. Yeah. Um, to school, but they're looking at their weighted GPA yep. and not their unweighted. And they go through that entire process. Ooh, it's and a process. Know, yeah. You yeah, know about dates. Um, so you need to read um, and even, you know, have someone else look over, right. you know, do I qualify? You know, Ms. Harrison, Ms. Melbar, do I qualify? So someone can advise you first yeah. before you start that process. Yeah, because it's, it's quite a process. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times with uh, scholarships like Gates and Coca-Cola and mm-hmm. those things, you know, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And you need help. Yep. And the students, you know, like, oh, I submitted all my essays. I had one submitted essays. Uh, she did it a little too fast. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of didn't think that it was going to work. It didn't. Right. But it's effort and it's time mm-hmm. that goes into those scholarships. And so, you know, when you're thinking about boot camps, those are those are things that parents can do. So, mm-hmm. you know, the student, you might see it. You might see the sign up and your child's like, oh, I don't want to go. I want to go do right. this. Or I actually want to lay in the bed. Or I want to mm-hmm. play Fortnite. I don't want to go. Well, that's the motivation we're talking about for scholarships. And, you know, how we got to this podcast is we really want to get the information out there to as many people as possible because it truly does take a village to get this school paid for, Mm -hmm. to get into school. Um, You're pouring into children, you know, the same way that you go and show up for sporting events. Exactly. I need you to show up for these boot camps and for 
asking questions the same way you go and ask the coach about playing time. You know, you need to go to the school and ask about, you know, scholarships and, and those things. I mean, I don't mind you coming to see me, um, you know, and the parents are like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to, you know, I don't mean to, you know, I don't want to bother you. No, but please bother me because right. I'm, I'm not paying for your child to go to school. Correct. You know, your school yeah. counselor, that's that's not what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But they can help you and they may have information, um, you know, about it. Or they may know where you can get information from. You know, I think as school counselors, our job is a little bit um, wide in that we do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it seems like, you know, we may not have time or we may or may not know the answer. But none of us want your child to be in debt. Right. None of us want your child to have a tough time. We all want them to choose the right school. We know it doesn't always happen. But we definitely want to do the things that, you know, we can to help. So, you know, you know, ask, mm-hmm. advocate for your child. Um, we talked about GPA. I'll mention that before we go on. Um, you mentioned uh, core GPA, and that's something that I always tell students. Like, you know, A's and B's look good no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's CP level, mm-hmm. that's honors level, that's dual enrollment. You know, C's and D's don't look good. Right. And so that's my <laughs> my insider um, through my on experience. On any level. On any like, level. On any level. <laughs> yeah. So when you're talking about, you know, challenging yourself in rigor, rigor is great. Mm-hmm. But if your child is struggling and those C's are becoming lower and lower and lower, you know, on the transcript, it just doesn't look good. Right. And so, you know, here's that's my tip for parents who are eighth, ninth, tenth grade. Um, I have so many parents like, well, I want, you know, him or her to be in IB program yeah. or I want them to take all IB or all honors all, or all, all AP. Exactly. Yeah. All and, and, the, and yeah. that may not be the best fit yeah. for them. We stagger. We we encourage. Um, I, I did it. I do it now for my kids. I stagger. OK, well, you're stronger in history and, you know, English. And, right. OK, you can do AP, you know. Um, you can do the dual enrollment for those classes, but uh, okay, the math, you know, right. she did a CP, made an A, you know, yep. in the class where I already knew, you know, if she went in that honors class or the AP, yep, might be a C or a D. And in colleges um, and scholarship organizations, they they look at that. Well, and it definitely matters. I had a student yeah. who um, knocked herself out of the running for the life scholarship, mm. which took her out of the running for um, the Meeting Street scholarship. Oh. Which is so you're thinking about five thousand dollars, then then ten thousand dollars, right? And so um, that student was already qualified for the Pell Grant. So that Pell Grant plus life plus Meeting Street, um, close to being close done. To, it's close yeah. to being a full right. ride, right? So what happened was, you know, everyone thinks it's cool, and your friends are all in these honors classes. Mm-hmm. So senior year, you know, I'm, I'm looking at an algebra two <laughs> honors grade of seventy four. I'm looking at geometry honors of 76 and we're barely hanging on and it's time for that fourth math. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, don't you want to take the CP CP. option? Right. No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't want to do that. You know, I think I can do it. And they hop in the pre-cal and hit a 63. There you go. Yeah. And so, you know, life scholarship is taking you, you know, top 30%. Mm -hmm. It bumped her down to maybe 30, 34, 35%. Knocked her down uh, maybe six class spaces for graduation, six or seven. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was that's all she wrote. And yep. so now she has to wait and hopefully qualify for that Meeting Street scholarship. You know, we're in, I'm from the PD region, so the Meeting Street is um, PD and Charleston, and we'll talk more about those. Hopefully we'll have some people share later on in, um, in our episodes. But that's just something to think about. So don't get caught up in, um, you know, your friends or what everybody else is doing. 
look at your child, look at their transcript, yes. and make the decision that's best for them. Exactly. Strengths and weaknesses, staggering your levels um, is okay. Um, I'm sure, you know, you used to do the ninth grade academy. I, you know, your foundation right. is laid in your freshman and sophomore year. Absolutely. Um, and we've shared this before that, you know, if you have a 2.5 you're not going to have a 3.5 when you <laughs> exactly. graduate in your senior year. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, we're going to take these eight classes and hopefully, you know, he'll pull out a 3.5. Yep. Not mm. going to happen. Just, there's just no time. Yes. yes. <laughs> so. That's, so, you know, it's really important in your freshman and sophomore year to come in and, and you know, um, do your classes, leave strong your freshman year, sophomore right. year. That's really laying the foundation. Um, yeah. For you know um, your junior and senior, it just gets harder. Um, <laughs> and, and perfect example, I, you know, I'm talking about Jordan again, but okay, she had a four point six two, took five classes, two dual enrollment, um, two honors, one CP. It went up to a four point seven one, right? And they were all A's. Right. So I'm like, uh, what? you know, so and and I know that, but you know, just seeing it on papers, yeah, yeah, and even checking it by hand. Is not going to go up that much right. in your, yeah. And so I think, um, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, what we can do to help, mm-hmm. you know, we can advise in those ways. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, a lot, you know, some counselors, you know, you know, push rigor, right? And, mm-hmm. and we do, you right. know, I, I'm we always do. pushing kids who can. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I just never want um, a kid to struggle just, you know, on the ground of, I, I just need to be, I need to take this AP class. I need to take this dual enrollment class. I right. need to, I'm fighting for, a spot in the class. I want to try to get this, push this grade out. And so you just mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, COVID hit us, hit a lot of people in a strange way. And so whatever your grade was, mm-hmm. if you need that face-to-face instruction and you had to finish geometry or algebra two mm-hmm. or that English three without having guidance or support, mm-hmm. um, and you had a poor grade in that area, I mean, that was tough. And so every kid that we have that's graduating this year, um, next year, you know, experience that in their high school transcript. So they're going to wow. be, you know, all of our students are going to be hit by that. So, you know, mm-hmm. that can't be the excuse, but so long, right? So right. It, can't, right. it can't be, well, I was home on virtual and I, you know, I didn't have that, you know. So those are the things that we've got to, you know, try to remember as well, right? right? So those were GPA hits for mm-hmm. a lot of students. Yes. Um. So bouncing back looks like A's and B's. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like I'm trying to force myself into this chemistry honors class and I barely passed algebra two or I barely... You know, I, I, I wiggled through physical science, you know, just to say that I took those honors classes. Right. So colleges do like rigor, but I guarantee you in my experience as a college admissions officer um, at a higher level institution, um, they also like A's and B's. They do. <laughs> uh, and then on the flip side, you know, we see that, you know, we'll answer questions. Has the student, you know, taken advantage of the most rigorous courses? And I, I have a couple of students that are playing it safe. Right. And they're not. I know they can do the work. Right. They've never made a B, you know, right. but they're playing it safe. And um, that's another conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. rigor looks different. Yes. So rigor looks like if you're making straight A's mm-hmm. in all CP classes, right. then your college admissions officer can also see that you probably could have tried. Right. Right. You know, after that third 100 in Correct. your math classes <laughs> that you probably could have tried. Right. Um, to take a, a, another class. Yes. So, yes. Um, you know, that's what you want to challenge yourself and think about. Um you know, and so as we go through, you know, we'll talk more about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll wrap up with our, you know, a couple lists I want to share. So, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, the top, these these mistakes that we've seen and definitely with GPA. And so um, for mine, 
I wanted to share my top five, um, and I'll let Miss, you know, <laughs> Milbauer chime in on some of these because this is what we've seen. Okay. Um, so this is my top five mistakes for rising seniors. Okay. So this is for the class of 2023. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we've seen. Okay. We kind of talked about these, you know, and I, in no particular order. I'm trying to pull up your GPA senior year with a bunch of classes, and it's funny because I had that written in my notes, and um, we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. But that's something that we've seen. Right. Um, not taking enough classes, you know, goofing off. Yes. So that senior year. Yeah. Um, senior year, they're goofing off. Um, <laughs> you know, the the weightliftings. They want the early D. <laughs> they want it all. The they want late arrival. <laughs> They didn't put in time. They are over um, it. And I'm going to take this weightlifting and a food nutrition, get a little <laughs> lunch, and then I'm going home. Right. And, you know, and, and really even with the early dismissal, why do that? You're playing a sport. Right. You know, <laughs> why not take a class? Mm-hmm. Um, and, there, you know, there's some great electives, you know, that students can take advantage of. Right. Um, now, you do want, if you can, you know, your senior year to, you know, be challenging, but you know, for example, you know, Jordan, she's doing band. She loves band. So it's honors band, teacher cadet. Right. She's, you know, doing that. You can get a college credit right. um, for teacher cadet. And um, she's doing her dual enrollment yeah. classes. And, and then, then off um, service learning. Right. Service yeah. learning, internships, right. um, internship. career. Right. Um, you know, career center courses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that, you know, I think some college bound students miss out on their local career centers at their, you know, in their districts. Yep. Taking some of those trade courses and missing out. Um, you know, there are kids that do different major, different things, mm-hmm. go different places from that. And so, you know, not taking enough classes because you could take advantage of welding. Yes. You take advantage of. And now I'm, tell us about your welding I'm glad, Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So, you know, we've had a student, she's an OBGYN now, um, certified welder. Right. Had another student, surgeon, licensed cosmetologist. So <laughs> she, she, they would take advantage of those um, dual enrollment classes in the morning, board in the afternoon. Right. We sent them to the career school. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, like, one of them, that's how she supplemented her income, mm-hmm. at, you know, at College of Charleston. Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, she had a chair at a shop. Wow. Um, all the young ladies that came from other states and, you know, mm-hmm. other countries, that's how she built her clientele. Right. At, you know, freshman open house. Like, if you don't have a beautician here, I'll yeah. be Yeah. That's smart. And yeah. so that's, yeah. that's you know, not take, like I said, take advantage mm-hmm. of those opportunities. Um, you know, everyone's joining all these clubs at the last minute. So I mm-hmm. see that, you know, junior, <laughs> they are joining every club they can. Right. They hold no offices in those clubs. Right. There's no leadership growth. So you, you know? you're not showing leadership growth. Mm-hmm. Um, every smart kid in America is in National Honor Society. Right. They're all in beta club. Mm-hmm. And so not holding an office is not going to help you stand out in that in that Correct. pile of applications. So, you know, join, you know, I mean, they're environmental club, anchor club, key mm-hmm. club, um, art club. All of a sudden we got a long list of clubs mm-hmm. because Miss Milbauer said. Right. Be a well-rounded student. <laughs> be a well-rounded student. And, and you don't have to join, you know, all the clubs in the school. They're, you know, community organizations. Right. They're virtual organizations. But, uh, you know, it just helps if you are a well-rounded student. But. You know, they can see, you know, when you put it on your resume, oh, you just joined this club. Yeah. You know, so now we know it's the purpose of, you know. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. just got there. Um, you know, wait till they're accepted to apply for scholarships. And, oh, no. <laughs> and see, that is, you know, that's just something I've seen. I see it all the time. Oh. They apply, they wait until they get into whatever school, and then they're like, oh, now it's time for me to look for scholarships because oh. I've gotten into school, and that is just a mistake. So yes. before you get into, you know, before you – even start applying, you mm-hmm. should be looking for scholarships. Mm-hmm. So class of 2023, if you're home, 
and you know that some of those scholarships are coming up before you can even apply, definitely before you get accepted, go ahead and have that money waiting for whatever school you choose to go to. Um, and the last thing, like I said, in no particular order, they quit their clubs, they quit band, they start doing things, they start working, or they miss out on school mm-hmm. experiences for whatever reason you're right. trying to miss out on it. But remember that, you know, Colleges want to see that you're going to be successful at their college or university, so they expect you to be involved. They want you to go to homecoming. They want you to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know, be the prom king or queen. Right. They want you to take advantage of those things. Um, they don't want you to have been in orchestra or strings up until junior year, and then senior year be like, ah, I'm over it, mm-hmm. and then you stop doing those things. So they're looking for, you know, relational data on your transcript. That makes sense. So right. if you've been in band since eighth grade, don't quit the band just because, you know, you're tired of band right. camp. Mm-hmm. You know, just stick it out, you know, one more year and remember that these are experiences that, you know, you're not you, you won't be able to replace. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, college is a business they and they're looking to invest, you right. know, in in, you know, you as a student um, there, you know, there was a school. Um, one of our students was projected to be number one and he didn't understand. Well, why aren't they like knocking down my door, or giving me a full ride right, right. to Georgia Tech? Like there are, there are hundreds of vows, you yeah. know, applying to yeah. Georgia Tech. But what is going to make you stand out to mm-hmm. them? Why should they invest in you? Right. And that's the way I try to get them to to see it. You know, it's an investment. What makes yeah. you stand out? That's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. Um, so while they're standing out, I'm going to ask you your top five. And I've asked a specialist, so make sure you're listening because this yep. is uh, – this is inside. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the question um, that uh, Jaron asked earlier was um, top five scholarships that um, you would encourage the class of 2023 um, to work on um, or to look into, you know, when it opens. Um, so I had to think. I was like, oh, there's so many. Um, but, of course, Gates um, scholarship is probably at the top of the list because it opens July 15th. Um, do your research. Again, you have to have a 3.3 on a 4.0 scale. You have to be Pell eligible okay. to apply for that scholarship. Um, and I'll talk more about that um, because I'm actually getting on a plane um, tomorrow to um, fly with a Gate Scholar okay. winner to Los Angeles. Um, Elks, most valuable student, you have to start on the local level. So you have to find the Elks Lodge in your area or closest to your area um, for that particular scholarship. Um, we talked about Coca-Cola, um, again, another popular national level scholarship um, that students can apply for. It usually opens um, between, I think, September 1st or September 15th, but it always closes October 31st. Yeah. Um, the footlock for athletes, you know, the footlocker scholar athlete um, scholarship, they give $20,000. Um, to students and of course the Heisman do you have students apply for the Heisman yeah so that's a national scholarship that students across the country can apply for through their school and then they will um, try to um, be a state level winner and then eventually a national level winner okay Mm -hmm. yeah but that would probably be my top five okay well like I said you've heard it here (laughs) you know Gates opens July 15th July 15th so that is one of the top scholarships um like I said um you know Start now. Class of 2023. Yep. If you haven't started, you're late. Yep. <laughs> so catch up. This is a great time to catch up over the summer where you're not doing too much. Check out the boot camps on the Pace Scholarship Academy um, website and yep. Facebook page. Facebook and Instagram. All right. Pace Scholarship Academy. Look for the yellow logo. Yeah, look for the yellow logo. Um, look for <laughs> <laughs> updates, I think, daily, you'd say, from Pace Scholarship Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we scholarships. post scholarships yeah, daily. Yeah. So, you know, there's no excuse 
Um, we'll be getting together to do more events. Yep. You'll see all the list of the boot camps and our events together. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we're getting the information to the people who need it the mm-hmm. most. Um, so that's what scholars, scholars and dollars is for. And we have a lot of information to yeah, share. We probably have too much information. Uh, but we're so glad to um, have had you join us on our um, our first episode of Scholars and Dollars. Um, you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Um, and you can email us if you have any questions yes. on Academy at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, for now. And then, um, you know, messages on Facebook. You know where to, yes, y'all know where to find us. That, right. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much.